0: Browns, your daily podcast covering the Cleveland Browns, part of the Lock Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everybody. Your host, Jeff Lloyd. Pregame show. So you know, Pete Smith will be along for the ride as we get you ready for one o'clock Sunday, week three versus the Washington football team. Today's pregame show is brought to you by Pepsi. The, this football season will be different, and Pepsi is here to get you ready for game day no matter how you watch the season pepsi is the refreshment you need to power through game day and become a member of the league of football watchers those these passionate fans are the real generational talent for the pepsi family because pepsi isn't made for those who play the game it is made for those who watch it pepsi made for football watching go to madeforfootballwatching.com to check out the latest football watching content from I've seen two week three already. Again, NFL season, regular season goes by fast. Washington football team comes to town. I guess we'll break it down here. Talking a little bit of the Cleveland offense versus the Washington defense. Um, Pete, some things here, you know, with the 10 days off. And as far as, you know, the injury report. You know, on the offensive side of the ball, I think the Browns, for the most part, look pretty good defensive side, which we'll get to in a little bit, is where we're probably going to have a couple of question marks, possibly for this week. Um, You're looking to sustain. Um, You want this offensive line to continue to do what it has done to this point. Um, You want Baker getting him involved and getting him going crisp early. You saw the difference in week one of a slow start with the interception as opposed to week two where he got popping early, just made the running game that much easier once he had the threat of passing versus rushing available. Um, And one thing for me, Pete, and this is something, you know, it's not been mentioned, but, I mean, there's still the time to get this tight end group going. And David Njoku, you know, obviously put up some numbers week one, but Austin Hooper, Austin, I mean, Harrison Bryan, who had a fantastic summer getting these guys going and it's just another element that hopefully can add, you know, to the, you know, attack in the teeth of this offense.
1: Well, uh, the, yes, I, I want to see more Austin Hooper. Uh, I want to see him get involved. It's not ideal that uh, Washington actually has a pretty good coverage linebacker, Kevin Pierre-Lewis, that'll probably be glued to him. But, uh, yeah, I mean, that's that's sort of – Uh, you know, Cincinnati was sort of a building block, and Washington, you know, hopefully can be just continuing to build upon what they've started and building confidence. I mean, they've got all the motivation in the world to keep this going. They haven't had a winning record since 2014 uh, that sets them up well, uh, you know, just in the division there's so just from that standpoint, you know, getting to sort of see what this offense can do—all of these things that can sort of uh, allow them to sort of build to be able to compete against the Steelers later in the year. All those things. So there's all these reasons to get better, uh, to keep it going, and, and certainly Austin Hooper should be a big part of that. Harrison Bryant will have his opportunities, and, uh, and until Njoku comes back, uh, you know, which which you know, unclear on when that's going to happen, but certainly uh, they'd like to have him back.
0: And look, I mean, just yeah, obviously, you know, another you know tool in the shed, so to speak. Is, you know, David. but Pete with this Washington defense, and it, and when you know, and it's actually funny because you know, folks, if you listen to the uh, crossover last night, you know, Chris Russell was on, actually Pete, and uh, Chris just did something as you know, both of them obviously working for SI, covering you know the individual teams there. Um, a defensive line for the Redskins, Pete, similar to Cleveland. And you know, it's you know used to maybe cover up some deficiencies elsewhere, you know, in the position of groups. You know, the Washington offensive line has five former first round picks in it. Um, three solid players at the edge positions, between, of course, Chase Young, second overall pick, Montez Sweat, who was a Pete Nye absolute favorite a couple of years ago coming out of Mississippi State. Ryan Kerrigan who's just steadily done it year in, year out. Yeah. And maybe a guy who, you know, somewhere soon, you know, maybe next season will be somewhere else because Washington's got so much invested at the defensive end position. How do you attack this, Pete? Um, you know, they have some guys that play well in the interior, and you have, I mean, we love our DNs, but you want to talk about crazy freak athletic de- defensive ends. This team's got that. How do you attack it? I mean, are you hoping for the tackles to get a little bit of a kick out and just basically planning on you know the 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 cutback lanes with this wide zone system that they seem to be excelling with to this point
1: well they have the most athletic set of dns in the nfl bar none it's not even close uh they're both athletically similar to miles garrett um and the best way to attack them is to one stand schedule uh and stay out of those obvious passing situations obviously uh you know, second and long, third and long situations, because then that gives them the opportunity to tee off. Uh, but whether if they want to run their zone, uh, you know, they could have a guy like Andy Janovich or Harrison Bryant at a wing and sort of pull across and whack the defensive end like a trap block uh, to try to make sure they can't attack the backside, because both of those guys are athletic enough to chase down plays from behind. And the other thing, if they don't want to go zone would be just to run counters. Um, you have a guard kick out that defensive end, uh, and have uh in this case I would not have the tackle pull. Uh I would have either a wing or a fullback uh pull up through the hole. So you have that tackle to stay on that backside side again try to account for those guys who could potentially crash the backside. But if you do those things, it at least forces them to stay honest to try to take on that block, or they're going to run themselves out of the play by running upfield. Either way is a good situation for the Browns. It accounts for those guys uh, at that point. If they want to try to spin back and try to chase it upfield, fine, but they're going to still be gaining significant yardage in the process.
0: It's and it's it creates a unique you know an interesting matchup here you know Cincinnati and to you know their you know downfall sadly they didn't they didn't have their you know, you know, guys at defensive tackle who were strong for them they boast three deep minimum at defensive tackle of good players they only had one of them third you know in the Thursday night win here now this is going to be a different different approach you've got guys that can really really disrupt things with their athleticism on the outside so it was a different approach you had 10 days to prepare for it you obviously got to sit down watch Washington live on Sunday versus Arizona dissect that film as you started to put in your game plan for this week Pete on the offensive side of the ball in your opinion who is the key this week i mean who needs to either a get going or who needs to be you know the the key performer for this to hopefully lead to when we start talking about this you know 430 a little bit after when we do a post game show on Sunday, you know, that this team is now two and one.
1: So, you know, if I was going to pick somebody that I think needs to play well or has a real opportunity in this game, I think it's Jedrick Wills. Um, Matthew Judon is a very good defensive end. Uh, You know, he had an up and down performance against him. The combination of Carlos Dunlap and Sam Hubbard are both good uh, edge rushers. And I think, Jedrick Wills performed well against them. I think whether it's Chase Young, Montez Sweat, Ryan Kerrigan, or, or whatever, I think Jedrick Wills really has a chance, hopefully healthy, hopefully the 10 days off was you know good for his shin and he's he's 100% ready to go, that that's going to allow him to sort of announce himself as a really good tackle. Um, I I think he's already shown he's he, he belongs in the NFL, and you're sort of getting a sense of, uh, you know, how long is it going to take and, and, you know, the schedule and all that, where I think if he can play well against the guys he's going to face this week, I think he can really sort of, you know, make the statement about where he is and, and just how good he is and how good this offensive line is. Because right now as predicted that he's the worst offensive lineman on this group. And that's great. Like, and he's you know, not playing that, poorly. That's the craziest
0: part of all this.
1: Yeah. I mean, like, He's really the sixth best line because Chris Hubbard actually outplayed him. But, uh, like, that's 100% (laughs) where you wanted this to be. You wanted him to be the worst guy. You wanted wanted the rookie to be the worst guy in this line because uh, you have three guys who are really good, and Wyatt Taylor has decided he's going to be an all-pro for two weeks. Hopefully that stays, and he continues to play at that level. But the fact that Jedrick Wills is playing well and is the worst guy means that this group is nothing but upside – uh, and can really, really become a dominant group.
0: I've actually, you know, enjoyed, you know, watching the breakdowns, and everybody, you guys all know I'm all about the skill positions. Um, but what these guys have been able to do now, and, you know, the the tendencies that they play with, and just, you know, and, and making sure you don't, you know, and, and there's examples of, you know, when you're pulling and making sure you're not running up, you know, into the hole, but, you know, getting clipped by your own guard. And these guys are just, you know, taking the the hesitation and still getting to their spots. It's been really fun to just watch this and how it's grown this quickly. And credit to Bill Callahan. Credit to the fact that you put five as far as your offensive line. But, you know, and this is the thing. And, you know, we said this. If, you know, we didn't talk much about Drake, we will talk about him you know, as we are. But it's him. It's coming I think quicker than we thought we figured there'd probably be, you know, some more just you know, mistakes a, because he's a rookie mistakes B because he's making the transition. And, you know, it seems like once the lights have gone on here, uh, it, you know, it just guy just went to work, just went to business. And, uh, you know, you, you've seen it, you know, Thursday night, you know, the Ravens, obviously whatever happened that day, that's fine. It's over with, it's done with, but we know what the potential now is of this offense. And teams are scoring at a solid rate thus far. And hopefully, we can expect this to continue Sunday, and you know, get to have a nice feeling of being two and one for another seven days. We're going to continue to roll on through here on locked on rounds on your pregame show. Your host, Jeff Lloyd, joining for the ride, of course, Mr. Pete Smith from Sports Illustrated. Help support your local businesses, whether they're your corner stores coffee spots, or favorite shops. Local businesses have always been on your team, supporting you and your community. They remember your order and call you by name, always giving back, making a difference, and going that extra mile. But right now, more than ever, local businesses need our support. So let's be there for them. The next time you go shopping, help your team score and choose to shop at local businesses. And while you are there, look for the contactless symbol and tap to pay with a contactless visa and help support your community because where and how you shop matters where you want to be, official partner of the NFL. season, get football on your time with NFL Game Pass. You can catch every snap from every game with full game replays and see all the plays in just 45 minutes with condensed games. You can relive all the gutsy calls, crazy catches, wild comebacks, and breakout stars from every game, every week. It's all the action, all the football you can handle, all in one place. And NFL Game Pass is the only place you can replay every game all season long. You'll also learn from the league's best players with over 40 NFL Game Pass film session episodes. Go inside the game from a player's perspective as they break down the game's concepts and techniques. Learn from the best like Deshaun Watson, Stephon Gilmore, Devontae Adams, and many more. NFL Game Pass also provides access to the entire NFL Films Archive. Go to NFL.com slash Game Pass to start your free trial today. NFL Game Pass, where football never stops. Now, Pete, we flip it over to the defensive side of the ball here. And it is it's glaring the issue that's here. And it's probably similar to what we saw on week two on Thursday Night Football. Um, This team will be without their best offensive lineman. And there's some guys who can play and maybe kind of function their pieces. Um, I don't think, and just to put it in the simplest of terms, folks, there is not one offensive lineman who is going to start for Washington on Sunday where you would even consider saying, oh, I would take that over whoever we have at right tackle, right guard, center, left guard, left tackle. This is a big, big difference, but this is also kind of where in maybe in lies the problem as far as maybe where the Browns may be depth-wise Sunday. Pete, right now, with Adrian Claiborne, still not practicing, with Olivier Vernon, still not practicing, both DNPs through Thursday on the injury reports at this point, you're only rolling with three defensive ends. And, you know, some folks today on Twitter – Um, Jeff, can't we use Sheldon Richardson? Yeah, you can, but then maybe it kind of creates a void of the talent you've had and what you've gotten from the defensive tackle position to this point, which has played extremely well as well. So it'd be nice to get one of them, um, you know, and I'm kind of getting nervous where with Vernon, maybe where this is abdomen, are we going to kind of maybe hear hernia? And we've seen this before, folks, with Browns players. And if that's the case, it ends up becoming a long, a lost season. But Pete, we love our defensive line. We love our defensive line depth. And, you know, a little nervous here that maybe you're only going to be rocking three defensive ends on Sunday in an opportunity here where the defensive line should be able to eat and maybe control most of the part of the game on the defensive side of the ball.
1: Well, I would think if it's a, a hernia, it would be groin. Um, that's usually. usually where those are. Well, there's that hiatal
0: one or whatever, but who knows?
1: That hiatal what one? Anyway. Hiatal hernia. I'm not Uh, the doctor
0: who's staying. Look, hey, if if that guy can pierce Tyrod Taylor's lung, I can pretend to be a doctor too. Go ahead.
1: Uh, Adrian Claiborne is on a plan. I don't know where that plan has has the rubber meet the road. He's got a hip strain. you know, whether that, that that involves him playing this week or next week, I don't know. But the plan is he's going to play through it. Um, but I'm not all that worried about having only three defensive ends. Um, for the most of the past several years, the Browns have had two. So that's fine. Uh, three is five, but only had two. <laughs> um, and I don't want to mess with the defensive tackle position because that's the shortest distance between uh, your defensive line and the quarterback. Uh, and, and He loves their- the defensive
0: tackle, folks.
1: And and you know they aren't great in the middle. Um, obviously with sherf out, they've got a backup there. Chase Ruiier is an okay center, but their other guard is bad. So I mean, you're you're you know I'm I'm more than happy to let those guys sit in the middle and feast. And I, and I think in this game, I I think it starts with winning against the run, and I, I think it starts with. Shutting down Antonio Gibson. And I think most people have no idea who Antonio Gibson is. Uh, He was, you know, sort of a darling for some in the draft uh, folk community uh, because he was sort of an athlete. Um, He is the starting running back. I believe, uh, or at least he's a featured part at running back uh, for, for Washington. He played his college ball at Memphis where he had 33 career carries. He was more of a receiver uh, there, but he's, over 220 pounds, and he ran a 4:39 at the combine. He's really, really freaking fast. And if you give him a hole, he can punish you for it. He can break tackles. He can do a lot of things that that if you let him get off, I, I think that that could be what fuels Washington to stay in this game and stay competitive. So I have no interest in moving guys out. Uh, I, I'm fine with what they have. This is a, uh, Joe Jackson can can get some reps, and Porter Gustin has shown he's a capable defensive end that belongs to the league. So that is where I'm at as far as defensive ends. Again, we're better off than we have been in recent years with three.
0: Um, And the talent they've shown to this point, and with the defensive tackles and, and how well they have played together as a group, and look, there may be an opportunity where if somebody needs a blow, you can kick Sheldon out if you have Jordan Elliott and Larry Ogunjobi on the field. Um, but there's really no reason to alter it, and I agree with Pete here, too much. And, look, if you need a rep, you could always throw Taki Taki at defensive end and, hey, just take a pass wrap. Pass rep, it's third and thir- 13. Who cares? Let's get somebody a blow. Um, there's 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 ways to maneuver around this. Um, and now all of a sudden, Pete, now the, the cornerback room. Um, with Kevin Johnson being a full participant today, You have to figure that we're going to see our, you know, Cleveland Browns debut from Kevin Johnson. But now here is the Denzel Ward, you know, popping up, limited with the groin. Um, Greedy Williams still limited with which is but been a five week now. It almost feels like maybe it is five Um, day to day shoulder injury. Uh, You're going to get a bigger slice of the pie from Ronnie Harrison So there's an opportunity here where we're going to see some differences in the secondary. Obviously, tomorrow is going to tell a lot of the tale as far as, you know, what Denzel can do tomorrow, what Greedy does. Um, And as far as, you know, with what Dwayne Haskins is working with, he's not working with much at the running back position yet. Like Pete said, Antonio Gibson could turn out to be something. Terry McLaren is the only one that's really shown any real success to this point as far as a receiver um, so it'll be nice, hopefully, to get some pieces back. And look, I, everybody wants Denzel, at, you know, out there, and we do, we most certainly do. But with Dallas a week away, it certainly raises some questions there, Pete. So again, you know, and it happens every year, every week within the NFL, constant shuffling between who you've got on Sunday, who you don't have on Sunday. Um, so it's going to be this case in the secondary, and you know, of course, there's you know Mac Wilson, whether or not he's back, and how this affects the linebacking room which hasn't been great to this point anyway, but a lot of, you know, moving parts here, you know, where we're recording on Thursday night, almost about 8.30, as opposed to, you know, who's actually going to be out there on Sunday come kickoff at one.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, we don't know what the Denzel Ward situation is. If that's a problem that's going to be keeping him out, I mean, then Greedy Williams suddenly comes back and, and he's back in the starting lineup where he may not have been uh by virtue of uh him having to now play theoretically on the other side or maybe they move Terrence Mitchell in that case, but then they they'd have to play. Kevin Johnson's huge. Uh I think that is the biggest upgrade um that they can have on this defense going from Tavier Thomas in the slot to him. Um I think you know if because they don't move their corners, it's never the end of the world to not have one. I mean, certainly you want Denzel Ward to be uh healthy, but I don't know that it's like huge. You're not having him shade Terry McLaurin. And if there was a game to miss, I think it would be this one, just because I think Washington's relatively underpowered from this standpoint.
0: But nevertheless – Just drop some you know, safety not. help on whoever's got Terry McLaurin.
1: But you certainly don't want to – uh have more injuries they just have just been a nightmare on this front um so that is sort of where they're at where they just really can't afford to have just another guy go down so hopefully it's not enough that that it's going to suddenly make him doubtful or or whatever but it's certainly something to keep an eye on uh going forward I mean, if they again looking ahead, Uh, Dallas is where this becomes a big deal.
0: Hundred percent, because you know they're they're running out thoroughbred after thoroughbred after thoroughbred at the wide receiver position, um, which you know will be you know seven days after Sunday, Um, and (laughs) it, it is funny because you know Washington and you know whoever's critiquing Haskins, and this is kind of the same situation we've gone through here at times with the Cleveland Browns is, well, you know, what do you expect of the quarterback when he's got an offensive line and take care of him? Um, He's limited at the skill position. And, you know, so we'll see how it plays out. And of course, you know, Buckeye flair as far as, you know, Sunday here, Pete, we talked about on the offensive side of the ball, we highlighted Jedrick Wills, who is the key component on the defensive side of the ball that you hopefully can lead a major, of what will be leading up to a victory Monday.
1: So by virtue of what they have and what they don't have, I, you know, I'm just curious to see what Porter Gustin can do on a consistent basis. If he's technically starting uh, because it, whether he's going against Jaron Christian or Morgan Moses, these are guys he can potentially have a big day against. And if they control the run, then he's going to get a lot of opportunities. And Moses
0: play. hasn't practiced yet this week either, so that's that's something there right there. Moses Moses still hasn't practiced to this point yet, so who knows at that point as well.
1: Expected to play, but yes, I mean not practicing uh is not where they want to be. Uh again, you 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 potentially going to be facing off against Miles Garrett and you're you're not at 100%. Um it's just it's not 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 a great situation. So yeah, I mean Jaron Christian off. is not not great uh at left tackle. And so these are opportunity. this is an opportunity to have a big day. And and you know, the Browns have certainly been productive from a pressure standpoint and been productive from a run defensive standpoint, but they haven't had that big sort of big day in terms of just sacking the quarterback and racking up those type of numbers. So I'm curious if if with the combination of Garrett and, and Gustin, if Gustin can have a big, big day.
0: Yes, and you know, contrary to what Stephen A. Smith believes, um, Dwayne Haskins is not a mobile quarterback. Um, So the opportunity is there, you know, to get some shots in on the cornerback, on the quarterback, and hopefully you know help this secondary where you have players coming in, uh, maybe some players coming out. Um, For me, I go with Ronnie Harrison. Um, This was pinpointed as to you know where he was going to be able to you know make his. You know, appearance. You know, make. Uh, you know, his debut as far as being. You know, maybe a more significant player within the secondary. Um, the length, the size. Um, it, this, and we need some help there. Um, you know, look, Andrew Sandejo. Um, God bless him, but a ten-year veteran, Andrew Sandejo, the role player. Obviously, a lot's been put on his plate. Do do the grand help with injury, and that is kind of where the Browns have been fortunate as far as these injuries. They've been fortunate compared to some other teams. Um, You know, you lost Grant Delpit for the year, um, but some bumps and bruises, three weeks, two weeks, a month, whatever. They've been pretty fortunate compared to some other teams in this league as far as the injury front. But, you know, Ronnie Harrison, and this brings a different element. I mean, he's literally the size of some of the linebackers on this roster, and he is a safety. Um, So, you know, wanting to – getting to see 33 and the impact that maybe he can bring – he can deliver, and just another weapon here. As maybe we will wait for a little bit more from Carl Joseph, get Sendejo more into a comfortable role where he is truly a role player. We'll get to some game thoughts here. Uh, you know, some final stuff as we close out your pregame game lockdown. Browns, Jeff Lloyd, Pete Smith, taking you through the ride. Invest in your intuition. Use promo code Lockdown. And double your first deposit. New players get up to one thousand dollars in free play, designed to add more excitement to the sports you love and the games you bet. Your winning season begins today. Only at my bookie, Pete. To be honest, you look at this game, and you know with the offensive line, Washington's trotting out. The offense maybe seems like they're feeling their oats, so to speak. You know, you have today, you have Jarvis Landry speak. You have Odell Beckham speak. And these guys are understanding that, you know, yes, balance is fantastic on offense. But these guys realize what this offense is capable of. And as far as running the ball between Nick Chubb, between Kareem Hunt, and these guys echoing this cause. and And this is one thing, and I talked about this last night on the crossover show. Pete, we've had a lot of guys talk about within this locker room, playing for this franchise, I just want to win. Um, And if the easy recipe for winning is we can keep it simple and run a lot, throw when we have to, throw to mix it up, throw some play action in here and there. Um, But you have these players saying, hey, get these guys their touches and hopefully we get to these W's. We'll see how this all pans out if the W's come through running the ball. But this is a really cool and nice problem for Coach Kevin Stefanski to have is, and where Freddie last year was, nothing was working, throwing the ball all over the field. Let's run it to get us some points on the board. Coach Stefanski seems to want to embrace the, hey, let's run the ball and we'll do everything else afterwards. Well, I
1: mean, the name of the game is winning first. I mean that. Thank you. you, thank you. Get get you, get, you. get the win. So, if that means running the ball, then you run the ball. If that you know that doesn't mean you're not going to do those other things. And I think, uh, you know, hopefully you can take control of the game against Washington, and you know, be able to continue to add on to those other things and build that confidence with Mayfield and those weapons because you do have such an just an obscene amount of talent but you know if push comes to shove you're going to hand the ball off to to those backs and trust in that offensive line to win up front and if you can do that um to either secure victory like they did last week on that last drive or you know or or push put them in a position to to come back and win a game and, and finish a scoring drive uh then so be it but ultimately win first and then you, you can develop and improve uh but you know your passing game and all those other other parts of this that you want to develop so you can be better against the Pittsburghs of the world the ball Baltimore second time and, and some of those other teams that you're hoping to be able to take down as, as you know and what you hope is a is a year you end up in the playoffs
0: and it's actually funny because, um, you know Jake tried to put out the tweet today where you know the browns now, for the remaining fourteen weeks have the easiest schedule remaining in the n f l Let's not you know get too excited about that. You still gotta go out and play these games, and we've had these conversations before about, wow, this looks really good and da, 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 da. let's not buy into that. Let's watch the product and hopefully you know see where it goes. Pete, this has been you know basically a popular you know topic here. Um, and Mike Prefer, Mike Prefer's in a difficult situation. You know, last year, Austin Seibert, for whatever his struggles were, as far as actually being the place kicker, as far as you know, extra points, field goals, he did a great job as far as putting this coverage unit into a good spot. Um, it's not really the case right now, and maybe Coach Seifert is going to have to change his approach here. Because I don't believe Parky has got the just knock it through the back of the end zone leg. Maybe he does. We didn't see it to this point, and obviously the Seifert approach of you know hanging it high and you know having it dangle down around the one yard line, the goal line, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, it's not working. So you know this was this is something that's maybe going to need a looking into Sunday, and we'll see how it does come. Well, look, I mean, Prefer
1: has the same guys.
0: Prefer, I mean, that's the God, thing
1: they with they, me? They, they, they've had the same guys uh, that they had last year, and last year they were a good coverage unit. Um, so they just have to play better, I mean, plain and simple. So they have to figure that out. And if they can't, then, then yeah, they're going to be forced to start actually kicking touchbacks, even though so many elements in the media seem to think that that the, their kickers just don't have strong enough legs to do that, uh, which continues to fascinate me to no end. Uh, but yeah, I mean that's the goal. They they want to tackle the ball yeah. inside that twenty five yard line and potentially cause a turnover. If they if they can get back to that, then they're in great shape. If not, and they keep doing what they did last week and allowing the Bengals to start at like the forty twice in a row, then you're going to have to reevaluate. And, and Steve Sim, uh, Sims senior or junior whatever he is uh is not a great punt returner but he has had some, some success as a kick returner so i'm curious to see if we see a change in that and they try to they try to keep the ball away from it if they don't uh then they need to perform better and you know prefer is not allowing any consideration of the excuse of lack of preseason or whether you bridged off season. Uh, and, and this seemingly would have been an area the Browns were more suited to succeed early because they just have the continuity there. Other than obviously replacing the kicker after a week, but uh, that's what makes it frustrating: is it's largely the same personnel.
0: Yeah, and Pete always—it's it, funny because when you know the kicker has a bad day, it, 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 I think I think Pete's instincts as far as respecting a human being, Pete Pete just hates to see the kicker get run out of town after a bad situation. And and we want
1: to kill the kicker. Like, come on, who cares? Like, that's (laughs) why I understand that stuff. Like we have to have blood and we want it from a guy who's like 170 pounds. Like there. So we would only
0: lost by 31. If cyber, you know, they,
1: they hadn't been so deflated by that missed field goal. Um, yeah, I, I just after Odell
0: dropped an obvious third and two reception,
1: right? So, my attitude is the same if you don't want your kicker to miss extra points, go for two. If you know, if they make field goals, you're fine. And uh, hopefully, Cody Parkey can keep doing that. Uh, you know, it's weird that uh, when he was asked about it, uh, Prefer said that he expects Cyber to be in the league a long time if he gets the mental part figured out. I don't know what that entirely means, uh, but that's that was an interesting comment.
0: I mean, it almost seems kind of like a, like a yips thing, you know, like, you know, there's just something where he gets out there and it's lined up and it just doesn't work out. And, you know, it, look, it's, it, it, it's not, it's nowhere near the most important position in the NFL, but you're always put into some important spots within the NFL and, you know, God bless the guys who do go 17, 18 years and kick in this league. Because, you know, you're either the, you know, the hero of town can run for mayor or they run you out and they, you know, literally the fo- folks break out the pitchforks and, you know, throw the uh, flaming, you know, mo- moft- uh, moftail cocktails at you. Unreal. It's, it's it's just crazy for, you know, somebody that maybe participates in seven to eight, maybe on a good day, 10 plays within an NFL game. This has been your Locked On Browns P Game Show. Pete. And his team over at Browns Digest on sportsillustrated.com, si.com. Bust their butts week in, week out. They are giving you guys a ton of content, a crazy amount of content. Continue to read, support the guys over there. They're doing a fantastic job. Make sure you're following Pete at underscore Pete Smith underscore. This, uh, me personally at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd. DMs are open. The show itself at locked on Browns. Always a follow back account. DMs are open. Questions, ideas, you just want to talk. And you guys know I'm very active during game day. I have no problem with that. It's, you know, when you have a whole bunch of, when you got two daughters and you got a wife and nobody else is interested, uh, you guys become my family. You guys become in my living room watching these games on Sunday. Um, so we will roll in to week three, 1 o'clock Sunday, First Energy Stadium. The Washington football team comes to town. Nice little Buckeye influence. We'll see how all that works out. Browns, Washington, Sunday at 1. We'll have your post-game show uh, as soon as after kickoff as possible. This has been your daily delivery of all things Dog Pound. LGB on the LLB. Let's go, Browns.